0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast, this is Simon Sweetman and this is episode 50, uh, which, I don't know, feels pretty good to me anyway, I hope you're enjoying these, and uh, this was a this was a cool chat for me to have, it was a conversation with Sharon O'Neill. Sharon was in town for, uh, she lives in Australia, she was in town for a couple of shows with some of the members of When the Cat's Away and Hammond Gamble and Shona Lang, it's kind of a a sort of series of shows they do every now and then they've, they've done it across the last few years it's sort of a bit of a package thing and you'll hear us talk a little bit about that because i interviewed her the day after that show and i went to the i went to the show in havelock north and it was it was an excellent concert it's actually the first time only time i've ever seen sharon perform um but i grew up loving her music as i think a lot of people in new zealand did and she you know she was a really big deal um in new zealand and then she moved to australia and we kind of You know some people may have lost touch with her music and lost and might be interested to know what she's done she's done a hell of a lot of really great songwriting um, and continued that on over the last few years and still performs so we talked about all that and we got to talk about some really cool things like she did the soundtrack for one of my favorite new zealand films smash palace and uh and you know she shared some stories about that and obviously we talked about Maxine and words and Asian paradise and all the kind of really big key songs Um, but it was a nice little chat to have and I was really grateful to Debbie Harwood an earlier guest on this podcast for helping set that up um and i was really grateful to meet sharon and and talk to her um this is the podcast you know that already but this is the podcast that's brought to you by phantom bill stickers we've got a new sponsor coming on board i'll tell you more about that next episode um we've still got Lafara giving us coffee and Yeasty boys giving us beer and right now you can listen to me talking to sharon o'neill so i want to know um like, when did you first kind of connect with music in any way? And what
1: was happening? You grew up in Nelson? I grew up in Nelson, and Mum had, belonged to the, a record club. Yeah. So we, she was always getting LPs. Yeah. And uh, right across the board, I mean, anything from... Tchaikovsky to yeah. The monkeys, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I just love playing music, which is probably why the only day job really that I've ever had was in radio. It was just some, somewhere yeah. I gravitated toward. Yeah. But um, I just used to write a lot of poetry and then I got a, a guitar given, you know, for, as a birthday present and yeah. I sort of taught myself on guitar. And then the lady up the road let me have her upright piano. Yeah. And so I started creating little songs to my poetry. Mm, mm. So it was just one of those things I grew up with. I never ever thought I'd be doing it for a living. Yeah, yeah. Back then, yeah. it was a hobby. Yeah. And and when did you
0: or when did you take it beyond the bedroom? Like when did you go? Oh, was it busking
1: first, or was no, it just it into was like, band work? It was like my best friend at school, Nancy, Nancy Richmond. She was then. um she liked to sing, mm. and we kind of became friends first and then realised that we could sing together. And she was... That's why I always started out as a harmony singer. Mm. Mm. I never stepped out. She was a singer. And then we started to do little tunes that I'd written. Yeah. And we formed a trio, and we were, I think we, we got into the finals of the mobile... Song contest, yeah. which was a real thrill for yeah. us. And ironically, on the church tour, um, recently we finished at the Cardboard C- Cathedral mm. in Christchurch, and backstage came Tony Hale, who played guitar for us. Yeah. And I hadn't seen him since way back then.
0: Wow. Yeah, And yeah. it
1: was just lovely because he's still yeah. heavily into the folk music and everything. Yeah, so yeah. He's taken his guitar, guitarmanship. Quite a ways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was lovely. It was like a full circle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, what were the, you know, beyond
0: just experimenting, what were your sort of, um, I guess, influences in terms of writing? Like, what,
2: what
0: you're, you're making up little poems and things. Yeah. Are you doing that because you're also reading a lot of stuff as well as, you know, being informed by music in the house? Did you read lots of um, poetry or other stories or things? I or? was.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a bookhead. Yeah, you know, I do love words. Yeah, um, and I'm a crossword freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that part of it was always there, and I loved homework mm. from school. I was mm. one of those weird kids that couldn't wait to get mm. home and do what I had to do. Mm. But um, I think really when I really started to make it all mold together was when I got the job in the radio station. Yeah. When I was there for three years before I left and joined a band, mm.
0: is this, so and this is still in Nelson,
1: or have you? Been? This was in Nelson. Yeah. This was it was two ZN back yeah. then. It was yeah. government funded. Yeah, all yeah. that. There were no like yeah. rogue stations back yeah. then. and so I was in the program department. Mm. So all I did all day was play music and, mm. and look music up and decide. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, you know, I have a lot of memories about that era of music which mm. is great with my partner Alan Mansfield because yes. we're only a year's difference yeah. but a lot of what he knows I know from yeah, yeah. just radio so yeah, yeah. it's really good to have that. Um, and so the, what's
0: the next sort of significant chapter? Is it joining chapter? <laughs> the chapter? Which, yeah, right. is, that, is that the next <laughs> thing or is what, what happens before that? Well
1: before that was just radio yeah. and then in the Sunday paper or whatever paper it was I remember my mom reading it to me she said this is band in christ whom i was familiar with obviously because i yeah. would had a you know some success yeah yeah they, they wanted a female is. singer and um i don't know the specifics but i ended up auditioning i think probably through um correspondence through mm-hmm. the paper mm-hmm. and they flew me down for an audition with God awful song that I had to sing, which I hate, and I think it was from here. But anyway, it was yeah. called Easy to Be Hard, Yeah. and um, I went down and so I got that job. Yeah. We didn't last that long. It yeah. was just I think they were kind of reshuffling to recreate, and it yeah. I wasn't necessarily the thing that made it work. It seemed to me that that was a real that's a real footnote in your
0: you know career and nothing more. Like, but it's it's. It, it's yeah. significant in the fact that
1: they were a recognisable band. It was. I was kind of nervous because. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I can and I'd never that. really stepped out that yeah. much um, on my own before.
0: So is that does that become the catalyst for exactly that though? Do you leave that band and go? Well, I didn't. You know, well, that it, experience it, it, was what it was. But it I, I'm going to go and do do that. Somewhere. I
1: think it did. It was the impetus, really, yeah. because. Um, like I said, Nancy was the lead singer, so like for me to go and do that, it was a big deal, and I hadn't left home before.
0: Yeah,
1: especially going to another city. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't even gone flatting, and I ended up flatting with an air hostess yeah. and doing all these crazy hours because yeah. we worked so hard back then. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think
1: we worked Tuesday onward every night with a matinee on, and a pub on a Saturday, and then the club at night, and you know it yeah. was like hold of it's hard to believe lifestyle. now that, that
0: that that was the working schedule for musicians here because, because the that platform doesn't exist like that's just not no,
1: I mean, an option who's going to lug a, a b3 yeah. Hammond up 40,000 stairs <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when did you like when did you think like when when did you start to notice i'm a i'm a female in the in, a, in an industry that maybe is not Towards females, did you feel that way?
1: Um, we Ever, were, we were kind of a scarce breed back yeah. then.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and like when you were a singer in a, in a band of all guys, it was like people looked at you like, "Well, she probably sleeps with all the guys." You yeah, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <one> <laughs> yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. But it was like a serious career move for me. So, mm. and then it gave me the confidence to. I did the odd sort of TV show, always. Mm not my material mm. back then I didn't have that arsenal up yeah. and running so it was when when do you
0: start to I guess get that arsenal when do you feel that your songs are not only good enough but stockpiling
1: I think um, after being in radio because there was always a studio and I was able to um, demo a couple mm. of songs mm. and it gave me confidence hearing them back mm. and we did an original of mine for the mobile song contest mm. so it was like stepping out and, and going okay well i can write yeah and that's really what i want to do Didn't that,
0: i'm just wondering like did you feel fully realized as a performer because of your own writing like did one inform the other did that give you an extra um, confidence as a performer? did you feel you'd learned that already And that gave you the confidence to therefore put your songs across? No, I think
1: it was probably just that one song with the mobile Mm. song contest that when we got that far with that one song and we waited every week to hear if we were going to get through um, and hearing that song back on the radio Mm. was like a whole movement for me. I just sort of felt, well, got that far with that song. I'll bring the others out of the cobwebs Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, I'll
0: dust them off. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And what, and, and what in, those, in those days at least, what was your sort of songwriting? I mean, people, I feel like people talk about you as a songwriter almost first and foremost, which I think people do um, as a compliment, the, the idea being, right. you know, like, hey, lots of people can sing, lots of people can have her records, but, you know, she wrote them and not everyone does that so when do you um what what in those early days was your songwriting process like like did you have a a particular sort of sit down way of approaching it
1: no it was all just um me and the guitar or me and the piano and poetry Yep. you know even dare i say it like protest songs yeah anti-war things or anything that yeah i hadn't you know that i had sort of heard about on the radio yeah. or read about, that sort of thing. And
0: when do you become conscious of people like, I guess in New Zealand someone like Shona Lang would be... Well Shona's like... You know, a, 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 I was going to say a contemporary, but but, but not, you know, it become a contemporary, but like a, a, an influence or something like, in terms of an Definitely. early songwriter.
1: Yeah, she lit female, the flame.
0: Female in the, singer-songwriter yeah, in this country, yeah. She
1: really lit the flame for me because when I heard nineteen oh five on the radio yes, mm. and here's this new girl Shona Lane. She wrote it. went, mm. like, You go girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it really did boost me along and yeah. we talk about that quite a lot yeah. having worked in this situation like last night. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And um, there is definitely a little Well
0: s- some soulmateship there. Well I was gonna say like um just just to, just to move way forward to that. So like we're watching you guys in this concert last night and my wife says um, to me, like, look how fantastic it is, all of those women out there, together, all, you know, it, it's very strong, very powerful, we both sort of you know, we're talking about it, and I said, you know, they've, they've all worked at it for so long individually, you know, like there is this camaraderie and all that, but I think the reason they can all do that and do it so comfortably is... They've, they've all, you know, worked really, really hard for a long yeah. time to get to that. You know, it yeah. isn't it isn't coasting on any idea of safety and numbers. It's actually um, you all bringing your individual strengths.
1: Mm. It, it feels very much like that, yeah. even though we um, would be the first to sit around and over a cup of coffee and do and talk yeah, about yeah. anything. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, when you get to your sound check and you have your focus on the songs that you've got to do, you yeah. push it along when you yeah. do. It, and everyone Re- allows and everybody else to breathe with that.
0: And you're recognising that you're all individually bringing something to it. Yeah. Exactly. As well,
1: yeah. And we all have our one song that we need to address at to yeah. to allow the other ones to yeah. work. Yeah. So when do you... How do you
0: transition to um, solo artist, to your name out, out in front? your are fronting bands, and I guess it's all guys in The bands, and you're the front person.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it was baptism by fire, really. Mm. I just sort of thought, well, okay, here I am, and, and like once you have a little success, like yeah. with Maxine, for yeah. instance, that was a, like a highlight for me. I'm out there now, and I have that's what I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I always have felt that I'm really lucky. To be out there and confident enough
0: to be able to do it. But Maxine's a couple of records into your oh, into yeah. your career. I mean, you're an established in a, in a sense. Like obviously, that's a big it statement a big and thing. a big hit, and it still yeah. is. And it's you know, you said last night. You know, I think you said we're going to do <laughs> Maxine because yeah. you just done a song and then you're like, we're going to do it. Yeah. And then <laughs> next thing there it is, and everyone loves it. And it's and I mean, look, I play I play Maxine and DJ sets all the time. Oh, like really? I like yeah, it. And it always <clears throat> works. It's, I, I play it because I love it and I grew up with it, but I, it works. People dig it. People yeah. dance to it. People come up and ask what it is if they're young, you know, and they just go, oh, they can sort of get the tone of it. They understand the era, but they yeah. go, what is this song? This is awesome. So, And then there are people that. Um, Are expecting it because they know it, so so obviously it works. But you're you're established in a sense before that, like whether that's one of the more successful things. So so how do you get to, I guess Sharon O'Neill, recording artist, solo
1: act? I think, I mean, I was very comfortable with what was going on in New Zealand, Mm. but it was rather scary going to Australia Mm. because uh, first of all I went with. My Kiwi band, yeah, and you know you drove all these hours to yeah. gigs, and it was sweaty and horrible, mm. beer cans and stained carpet mm. and all that. But um, once the record company sort of kicked it in for me, um, I just I just think it just sort of took me over. It mm. was just this is what I'm doing, and in the case of something like Maxine, it wasn't easy because I, God knows what the record company did and tried to do to even get the thing played. Mm. So I, when I first heard it on the radio, I hadn't heard anything of mine really much. Words yeah. was played a lot, yeah. and broke out in certain little areas. Yeah. But when that actually finally got picked up in Sydney, I realized that, okay, now I'm gonna be working a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And it was just something, it wasn't that it was robotic, it was very special, but I was sort of there at that point. Can you? comfortable. Can you take
0: me back to, can you take yourself back to the actual writing of Maxine?
1: Yeah, I can, um, touring with my band. We stayed in Kings Cross mm. in a hotel for, um, that was sort of our base and we would drive wherever we drove, Newcastle, with a lot of driving, mm. a lot of kangaroos on mm. <laughs> um, the headlights. was that Kings Cross lifestyle back then, and there were lots of... This one girl was always there outside, it used to be the Bank of New South Wales, mm. Westpac now. Yeah? And that was her little place, and we'd come back in, you know, 2-3 in the morning, and she'd be there, and it, she was always there, and it, I, that that's really what inspired me. Just, yeah. I imagined the life story be, yeah 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 around you know, that and how right. bad it could have gotten mm-hmm. I mean I know we had a little trouble with the video for it but mm. we struggled a bit with that mm. you know it was like a battle between being you know Michael Jackson being allowed to grab his crotch but <laughs> she wasn't allowed to <laughs> chop any drugs out mm. so it was mm. one of those things but it was just in my imagination I didn't know her but I just gave her that name this um
0: that sort of idea of storytelling seems to me like exactly that, that sort of observation and then fleshed out with imagination seems to be yeah. a, a big sort of way into your songs, a big thing about what your songs are about and I think mm. like you move through, um, like there's some real country elements to what you were doing too and I and I wonder is, is that as much as anything um, just about that sort of storytelling aspect in country music?
1: Yes, which I love. Yeah. And I do have a lot of country songs that haven't really Mm. come to fruition yet. Well, yeah, and I think
0: I listen to even some of your songs that have, I guess, a pop treatment, and you go, well, this could be someone, yourself or or anyone else, could have actually turned this into a country song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's why I really enjoyed... Doing music for Smash Palace Mm. because I was allowed to get into that area.
0: I wanted to to talk to you about Smash Palace, so I'm glad you mentioned that, and I, because it's it's one of my it's a really sort of important film for me. I think I watched it at a really young age, and didn't quite understand it, Mm. but it felt important to be watching a New Zealand film. So then I've just you know I've periodically sort of revisited it, so I've kind of you know watched it as an adult and got to understand it. And I think it's a very, a very sort of uh, powerful film, a really well-made film. But your music um, in it, how did that come about? And I mean, the song Smash Palace is such a great song. Was that, did you take that out on the road afterwards? Did that become?
1: I (coughs) have, excuse me. I haven't actually ever done it live, I don't think. Wow. No, I haven't. Debbie keeps saying, let's do Smash Palace. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We always get locked into what we usually yeah, do, and yeah. there's not enough you space. You have to
0: do Asian Paradise and words at yeah, yeah, so that and because you've got other people on the bill, yeah, yeah. But um, it's down the line. One of
1: these days, I'd, I'd really like you to You have do to it. dust it off, yeah. And I'd like to see the movie again. Oh, too.
0: so yeah, well, when did you see it? Well, I was, when it I <laughs> saw it
1: at the um, premiere in LA. Wow.
0: They released it in America first because that was the sort of um, the days where the idea was well if this works overseas and people overseas like it we can probably take it back home and there might be a New Zealand mm. audience for it like you know which seems yeah. amazing now now Kiwi filmmakers get to debut their material in where, New Zealand and should. probably dream to take it overseas this yeah, was the reverse. The, other way around. the dream was to maybe show this to a local audience eventually yeah Wow. so you so, went to that LA premiere I
1: was there yeah and uh, Oh, it was a real thrill for me mm. but I have to revisit the movie I have to say because it's been too long
0: now you're credited as doing the music and I watched it again recently and picked it I, I'd always remember that song and then I picked out some more songs and I know there was a soundtrack that was released yeah, but it was just an EP, EP like just the songs mm. but that's your incidental music too I take it yeah yeah I, I mean I, you know, listening to it this time I was yeah. like well that, it makes not, sense not that the, the way they do it these no, days yeah. I mean
1: good lord I mean back then it was really I had what the movie was going to be about. Yeah. And of course, they wanted the title. Yeah. So and, and the
0: song, yeah, yeah. And then
1: just certain moments. Mm. So I had pretty good guidelines, but nothing. Mm. Um, I mean, normally these days, these guys that work, that they're working to a screen. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all digital. And would you, and did you,
0: I mean, is that your only known soundtrack work? Did you follow that up with more.
1: No, I would love to have done yeah. that, but. I was just lucky in the right place at the right time. And and Roger Donaldson gave me the gig. So I was, you know, very... So when you
0: say he gave you the gig, he was aware of you, like you were obviously known. Oh, yeah. You'd released a couple of albums Mm. at that point, I think, or at least one. Yeah, I would have... Probably just about to release the second as you were working on that music, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was obviously
1: aware, but I think maybe because... the earlier songs of mine were con- mm. kind of countryish. Mm-mm. Probably that's what made him think, well, that could be good.
0: That, uh, you know, I watched it just last week. And, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched it because uh, for a couple of reasons. Because I was thinking that I might talk to you, and I wanted to talk to you about Smash Palace. But also, I guess, in the context of the new Goodbye Pork Pie coming out, and going right, to watch yeah. the original of that again, and just sort of so sort of films from that era. But I guess, yeah, that, that sort of vaguely country ish aspect to those songs, it seems to suit the mood of that film very well. Mm. Like, you know, because it's. It's kind of bleak. Yeah, and, but also it's. Yes, and also, um, you know, that isolation, you know. Yeah. The, the, the The sort of. The the location of the film and the way the characters operate, there is this sort of sadness and mm. isolation. And so those, those songs kind of. They felt very, very striking in this viewing. I was, you know, mm. yeah. Um, no,
1: I think that, um, I think one of my favorite tracks from that was White Lines, yeah, because it was just out there, you know, like lonely, yeah, yeah, lonely. Role.
0: No, I remember, I just thought, man, I hope these songs got performed, but it sounds like none of them none of them no. Did. No, they they didn't become part of the live act,
1: no, I never did them,
0: which is kind of quite cool, too, that it's this separate.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it a what, movie I can still explore it yeah. down the line, I yeah. guess, which I'd yeah. like to do.
0: So you, you're already in Australia at that point. You moved to Aussie, or around that time.
1: Uh, for Smash Palace? Did you? No, I don't think so, no.
0: You must have gone just after it.
1: I would have gone, um, I went over 81.
0: Okay, so yeah. yeah.
1: Mainly because um, I had worked, I, I had... Worked a lot here, yeah. And it was really a, <coughs> excuse me, so so froggy. Um, it was more a record company decision mm. to go mm. to take my contract, and make it based out of Sydney. Yeah. So therefore, that's where I should be. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't so much me thinking, oh, and can't wait to go across the pond. And, <laughs> you're right. you right. Know,
0: so what's life like in Sydney at that point? Like, and what's the schedule like? You're just out. Doing the it same was, thing there as you were doing here, but obviously to newer and hopefully bigger audiences yeah, the idea. I mean it
1: was it's it's something like I talk to, to people like, you know, Richard Clapton and that and we laugh mm. and we go, you know, touring something you did in the eighties mm. where you got in the va- the Tarago yeah, yeah. and off you went. Yeah. Um, and now you know, unless you're like a, a really big act, it's very hard for bands mm. slogging away at it. Mm. And, mm. you know, the when the pokies and you know the drink driving and the whole thing affected everything so much the gigs weren't as mm. you know they were more few and far between and when do you so when do you meet alan and when do you guys get together um well i tour when, when alan sort of had their comeback and he yep. produced rain yeah and it was huge um they did a big tour called this the body is, and the beat tour. this is dragon yeah yeah dragon and i basically opened for them yeah so there were two little planes. Yeah. The guys were in the beat and yeah. I was in the body. Yeah. Playing. <laughs> but it was great and that's when I first met him. Right. And, um, he was sort of aware of some of my music sure. which was
0: nice. Yeah. And do you guys form a. Because a, you write together. So do yeah. you form a professional relationship first or do you form a personal relationship no, and was, then move into writing? Or... It was
1: personal and. Um, it wasn't like an instant thing. It was one of those things that... In fact, it was at the Countdown 10th anniversary. Right. Countdown show that yeah. was on yeah. every Sunday. It was like yeah. a religion over there. Yeah. And Dragon had done it so often, and I had done it so often. Mm. And so this was after the Body and the Beat tour and everything right. had sort of died down. And we met again then, and that was sort of, you know, one mm-hmm. of those moments. Mm-hmm. And when the... Uh So we didn't write together straight off. It was was a a romance relationship. When do you make uh, music
0: together in a writing sense? I think
1: basically after we had been together for for a while and Dragon were going in to do a new album, I think it might have been Dreams of Ordinary Men or whatever, but Mm. they needed songs. And Eleanor and I just... It wasn't something that we said, well, we better write something for Dragon. It was just something that we just... It just evolved, sitting around the piano him yeah. playing, and me coming up with a melody and and then together with the lyrics.
0: It, and, it's just easy, really. And so, in terms of the most significant, you're talking about young years, really, is the That's, yeah, is, is the is the, is the big
1: As the biggest, one. biggest
0: song from that yeah. early collab- like, you know, collaboration and, and Four Dragon. And yeah. you guys, you know, you guys played it last night, and it's such a great song. Like, it, you know, it was interesting to hear it outside of. I've probably seen Dragon play it half a dozen times, yeah. and uh, never really thought to watch, to you know, see the songs composers play it in a different
1: lineup. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's and it's you know it started out very country, mm. and it just went to where it went. Mm, mm. And Mark did such a lovely job of it, mm, and mm. you know we miss his voice a heck of a lot. Mm. Very underestimated singer. I don't know if you've heard his solo. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, absolutely. So, then you guys get into what? You guys get into writing some some songs for other people. Yeah, you wrote some songs for Robert Palmer.
2: Mm.
1: Quite a few. Yeah, we we. How does that come about? Is that? Well, Alan was with Robert for about twenty years, mm. and playing playing keyboards. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he and Robert were always close, and yeah. Um, when he was touring with Rob and I would go out and join up, they, yeah. they were really good friends so we spent a lot of time at Robert's house in Switzerland Right, with him and his partner Mary. Yeah, wow. And we used to just hang out and obviously he was way up in the Alps yeah. and he had a studio yeah. so we would just gravitate towards that and see what happened.
0: I heard this sto- I don't know a whole lot about Robert Palmer beyond, I, you know, I, I liked a lot of his music. Mm. For some reason he's not a guy I know a whole lot about, but I heard this story that he is, that he was a veritable encyclopedia of sort of rhythm and blues music. Yeah. R&B, jazz, blues. He was deep of, into and, that. And yeah, yeah, mm. very deep into that and really knew, yeah. you know, everything about it, the good and the bad and and obviously like his early records... You get more of that on his very early yeah, records. and think it's a great, a great rhythm and blues singer.
1: Yeah, he so was you... excellent. And we, we actually um, we wrote his last single. Yeah, but quite by accident because we were going over to visit anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we had written the song True Love, and Alan said, "I think he just had a, a little mini disc of it or something." He said, "You know what?" He said, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take that over mm. and play it to Robert." And it was a last minute thing and Robert had been recording and he'd just finished an album. Mm. And we got there and we played it to him and he just said, oh, I've got to do that. So literally like a day or two later, we wow. yeah, yeah, he went down really- to Milan and, t- and he put it down. Wow.
0: And you, so, did, s- you did some work on those records? Like you did some backing vocals? Yeah, or, I did some
1: yeah? backing vocals yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, some quite complicated ones. A bit of an exercise for me but yeah, well, I loved it it was a
0: challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going back to in a way how you started. Like
1: Yeah yeah, like give me bring on the harmonies. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But that's a I mean what a what a grand stage to get to from this, you know, to do backing vocals for an established act like that. Yeah, it was a thrill. And to start doing backing vocals in in the way that Probably a lot of people do it, playing to you know a school audience or a tiny little pub yeah. audience. You know, a, as a as a, a nobody essentially. Yeah. Wow. No, it's
1: just yeah, it's my cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, now you you haven't made a record for a while. I haven't. I mean, when did you? St- I can't even think of the year that the last one was. It would early been, to mid nineties, it? I did. Yeah, it would have been the early nineties mm. mm. maybe. Mm. Um, Ellen. was one i did with quite a few producers mostly did it in london yeah um and then one that Alan did most of or all of i think
0: what got you out of making records was it simply doing the work with people like robert and that being fulfilling or did you have um, your own epiphany or or quite the opposite around i think
1: i think with the last two albums never really getting heard that much.
0: Yeah. Didn't get for the, me, the it single play, of, the like the classic radio Nothing, and yeah. yeah, play, and, yeah.
1: It, and it was, it was kind of like a, it's not so much a, a blow to the ego or anything like that, it's just that you, I felt there's two albums that I'm really pl- proud of, mm. and really no one's heard them. Mm. You know, so it mm. was kind of, I thought, oh, bugger this mm. for a while. Mm. But it doesn't stop me, you know, loving Writing still, and yeah. I so a lot I was going to say,
0: do you things. how how do you approach writing when you're not making when you sort of end up not making albums yourself? How does songwriting
1: figure into your life? It, it either just kind of happens. Yeah, and we have a lot of songs that are, have gotten to a point and are not perhaps completely finished. Yeah, not finished, but... And, which is so frustrating, because, <laughs> I mean, and then you start, and then you've moved on to another song, and then you go, like, oh, hang on, I'm going to go back to that other one, now, does, that's not completely finished. Does Ellen write lyrics sometimes? Yes, he does. And
0: you play piano. I mean, you play guitar as well, but you put... you know, actually so you haven't gots, played
1: guitar for a long time. Yeah, yeah,
0: so you I'm play piano. Sort of piano. As yeah. a songwriter, you're particularly a pianist, and, and so yep. is he. Mm. So uh, I, I find that quite interesting that you're... you're you you sort of doubling down on the same set of skills. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you're bringing unique viewpoints and voices to it. But so, how does that work?
1: It's um, probably the way I play is probably really frustrating for him because <laughs> I don't read music, yeah. and he reads fly it. Yeah, know, I was going to say he's, a,
0: he's he's been a side man, so yeah. he's, he'll pick up and he does charts and
1: do them. Yeah, he yeah. does charts and, um, yeah. and and really interesting voicing that. Mm is not in my vocabulary at all. But does it
0: create a situation I'm just thinking like, I could imagine he comes at a piece of music from, say, arguably a more technical point of view and sometimes yeah. it's exactly what you can do uh, yeah. that that helps fix that. Or you create something and it requires the the finesse that his sets of skill mm. you know, skills have to, to take oh, it I somewhere it else. Yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. Go you know to because the boys and musically. I do something and then he, yeah. he frills it out yeah. and I go oh that's lovely you know I can't I couldn't do that yeah 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 but he's got the basics to work with and then he takes it somewhere else which is yeah I mean it's kind of like um, when the cats Await away did. Cover of Asian Paradise for me. That was, I think I mentioned it a bit last night. It's such a thrill when someone takes a song that you've been doing the same way Mm. all the time, because they found a new, they found a new, and they took it somewhere else. Yeah. And now
0: you're part of that, or you're part of that that version. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: That's right. So it's lovely, really,
0: when it happens. And it's interesting because I, I sort of like think. Listening to them both, it's kind of like neither version is wrong. You know what I mean? They're both. Yeah. You know, sometimes the cover goes horribly wrong. Obviously, like mm. usually we don't get to hear the results because the person works out it <laughs> yeah. it's not for public. But this song exists in two distinct forms. You know, like yeah, they're not they're not like, they're not so wildly different, but mm. they are different. They're very different, and it's kind of like neither one is more correct. No, that's You can right. take either. Yeah.
1: Either or. Yeah. and it's, um I guess too when we took the true love over to Robert, he had to put his two cents worth in mm. because that's just the way he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very picky with lyrics. Yeah. And he loves quirky lyrics. So there's yeah. a couple of lines in there where he um, he put his stamp on it. Yeah,
0: and I was going to say he's a songwriter. Because r- he was to a singer. He was a songwriter yeah. too. You know, obviously mm. lots of people wrote songs with him and for him, but it wasn't he was was like a Joe Cocker thing where he no. didn't write songs. He was a you know, yeah, that's a interesting. Composer, yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah. I mean, what, what else is going on in Sydney for you like around this time? Like you, there's, there's um, some writing, but if you're not making records, I assume you're not performing. I do,
1: I do odd jobs. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, I've done a few, I've, I've done one Let It Be tour. Yeah. They do those every yeah, once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Which was a thrill for me because, um, big Lennon and McCartney fan mm, mm. but to actually play mm. one of their songs and sing it at the yeah. Opera House wow. was like a real dream for me, yeah. I always remember that moment so I've done things like that and I've done just backing yeah. singer for <clears throat> Tony Hadley and Paul Young mm. when they came out and toured just mm. a few years ago yeah, yeah. and I, all I did was BVs. these yeah. we did the Auckland Zoo yeah. and uh, places and and pieces around Sydney, yeah, um, and Melbourne. So I do things like that, and then recently I've been working with a, a touring company called Empire Touring, right? And they put together, I call it a rage with the aged, mm. actually, because we've all been around, <laughs> yeah. And it's people like the Eurogliders and Dragon, yeah, and Mysex, yeah, um, and a few individual singers and me. You only go out and you do say like three songs, yeah. Um, but it's a big night, yeah. and people love it because they, so you it play, brings back memories. You play Maxine. And I do Maxine. You play words. How you know, do you talk to boys and yeah, words? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: Mm. Um,
0: That's it. And is it, I mean, we sort of we've talked about Maxine already a little bit, but I guess the same with words. Uh, have have those songs always been fond to you? Like, do you do, do you recognise that they? Uh, songs people love and know you for, or have you been a bit frustrated by
1: having to play them? No, I I always enjoy them. Mm. You know, and on the Empire thing I bring out Losing You and um, Kick That In The Mm. Guts, which Mm. is good. Mm. But I I always enjoy Mm. the songs I'm doing, even the one that I didn't write, How Do You Talk To Boys, Mm. that Steve Kepner wrote. because it was like a real issue for me being a singer-songwriter and mm. how dare the record company present me with something that I didn't he write. You to do this. Yeah, I bet. And I was like, I, you know, in student own juice a little bit about that for a mm. while, but um, it's, a good so- it's a good quirky song. Mm. So mm. I throw it in and I do it and, yeah. you know, get behind the lyrics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the best
1: um, I can at my age. And, and have you, I mean, have you ever thought...
0: I mean you come back to New Zealand a bit, I guess over the years for for work and things but I mean how how connected to the New Zealand do you feel? did you
1: ever think about moving back here or, or? I have thought about it we both um Alan loves it yeah and um it's it's sort of could be on the back burner, but it's mm. it's at our age it's kind of hard to sort of just uproot everything yeah. and and it, Almost retire. Yeah. You know, so we, we just were comfortable where we're at right now. But in the early
0: <coughs> 80s, you were, you know, New Zealand talked about you. We we felt like there's a little bit before my time. I mean, I remember your stuff when I was young, but I know New Zealanders talked about you as they do with something that's successful like, we all own you, we all own a part of you. But I feel like what might have been interesting is that while a lot of that was happening, you were actually already removed. You were in Australia. How aware of it were you that you had this little country you came from that was hanging on to your success? Um,
1: probably not until I... I think really, to be honest, it was more when, when the Cats Away mm. brought me over. Yeah, and first I time, that, again, that
0: was in about 2000, 2001, <coughs>
1: I think. Quite a while back now mm. that we've been doing this mm. and It was just on and off ever since then. Yeah, yeah, quite. It was a thrill for me because all the girls were on the phone, Mm. and I was in Sydney, and I thought, oh, wow, that'd be so cool Mm. to to go out with them, Mm. because all of them I loved anyway and Mm. was familiar with their music. So, and and it became quite a frequent exercise. Yeah. So it was great for me because I hadn't really had the opportunity to come over and do my own thing that much at all. Mm. So there were dribs and drabs, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. And I mean, but the the tour with John Stevens was the big one. But I mm. hadn't really left the country at that point. Mm, mm. So that was I I left on a good high with that. Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, it just it it strikes me as interesting that I mean, I guess they Cats Away, yeah, they kind of introduced you to an audience that. You possibly didn't know you had. Yeah, you know that was actually there exactly. all along. Yeah, Ooh, wow, so it's interesting. Mm, mm. And uh, so you know, where do you find yourself out now? Now with the idea of new music, and you know, Do you, want, do you see yourself putting something new out? Because um, there are different, you know. We're, we're actually, you, don't, you don't actually have to release an album now, you know. No. You, you can, or well, you can put an album up online straight away for yeah. people to to find um, by a happy accident, or you know you can charge them what you want. And
1: yes, it's you,
0: see, that it's that side of world.
1: it I <laughs> is a different world. Mm. You know, I mean, and I'm sort of not okay favour with it at all. But we do have a project that we want to do, which would just be an EP mm. of our country. Music that we have. Yeah. And that's something that we want to get enough time and put together. Yeah. How Mm. we go about it, I don't know, but it'll probably be in somebody else's studio. Yeah. And it'll be put down like in a high tech manner manner that neither of us knows about. Mm. You know, we're like homebodies, like we just play and. But it'll be, we'll need help, put it that way. There's a, I thought last night, I mean, last night is the very
0: first time I've seen you perform. So oh, I've, okay, I've, you right. know, I've, heard, I've, you know, I've heard the Cats Way live album and I've been, I guess I've seen some clips and stuff like that. But last night was the very first time I've seen you perform. And as I say, I grew up with your music. Um, obviously, there's a huskiness to your voice that now that not on the records, but I feel, if anything, you're almost in a better singing voice now in, in some ways yeah i think you know are you aware of a, that yeah, yeah i
1: am because i have to i had to work i used to have a lot of trouble with my throat mm. and i was really worried about last night because we had done a gig at, in taurama the night oh, before right. yeah. where the monitors were not yeah, so that you were, good and yeah. so You tend to push a little more to compensate. You're always wondering how much damage you've done. Exactly. And and, and I'll know when I do the next gig. Yesterday morning I went, oh, my God. Yeah. Soundcheck was just like, it was like so difficult. Yeah. But um, I also had to just, I think it's just evolution, (laughs) drop all the keys. Yeah. So a lot of, I can't sing in those keys anymore. It's just i had to
0: bring it down. Sure, but you, what you can do, which some people can't, is you can sell the emotion and the story of the song in arguably the, the same way and maybe even in more of a way with some of it. Yeah. And, and there was just something like... You know, I <laughs> I balk at saying Mary Ann Faithful because obviously she's so far the other end of it, but it's all, it was almost a little bit like how she got this new voice into her career and it actually mm. was better than to me it was better than her you know her very earlier voice
1: yeah no I, I agree because sometimes I have to go back and especially for Alan because he mm. doesn't know my early right. material and I recently I came back I think it was over a year ago now and I did my own show Nelson yeah and I brought out a couple of new tunes mm. so I had to play them to him and say this is what we're going to do yeah and I listened to myself and I went, oh my God, how did I even sing up there? It sounded like a little girl.
0: But over the
1: years, because I used to, you know, when we were really, really touring in the 80s Mm. and it was, you know, we didn't have the luxury of great sound systems or anything like that. It was pretty hard yakka and it really played on your voice. So I've had to really relearn Mm. how to look after my voice and where to settle it to get through it, mm. it, it, how many songs I have to get through? Of course. And where to place my voice so that I don't mm. wreck it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sing on my throat so much. Yeah, yeah. Which back in the day it was like oh, I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going up to a pub in Newcastle. <laughs> I'm just going to open my mouth and sing. But it's more, it's more technical
0: now. Mm. So what was the hardest you ever worked in, in, in either New Zealand or Aussie in those in those early years in terms of you say like? six shows and met, you know, more than one show in a day sometimes and that, like, what was the l- longest sustained
1: run of it was It playing? would probably have been, um, with my Kiwi band when mm. we went to mm. Sydney, because we had to do a lot of work. Had to announce yourselves, yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean, we were lucky we kicked it off with opening for Bob Skanks. Right. And that took us everywhere, it was yeah. our own material, you know, my material, mm. but, mm. um, we went to Perth and Melbourne and Brisbane and all that. So we got around, mm. but then after that, we had to do our own thing. It was a lot of driving and quite long shows, mm. um, really hard on the voice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in those days, I used to, my manager, Grant, would say, okay, we've got five this week. Mm. I oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean you'd be so lucky to have yeah. five this week That's right. yeah. these days. Yeah. And like people used to book these tours
0: of say New Zealand and there'd be like twenty shows. Yeah. You know, or, mean, or more and or twelve minimum and now a New Zealand tour is two or three oh yeah. centres. Yeah.
1: It's quite different and yeah. you know, you have to sort of learn you're not that young anymore and you have to learn to, to kind of shut up. Yeah. The show's over. Yeah. Don't talk. Don't yeah. get into a conversation with someone and <laughs> yeah. keep using your voice. Just yeah. be quiet and yeah. go to sleep. We, I,
0: I mean, we've never met before. I just met you mo- moments before we started recording this, but uh, a, a complete stranger to both of us just came up and thanked you for the show yes. last night. And, and so nice. Yeah, does that happen uh, do you, a bit with these sorts of shows? And how do you, you know, oh, love respond it. to that?
1: I love it. It's, yeah, it's so cool. Mm because um, having done this same thing yeah. a year yeah. ago quite a few of the people that stayed here yeah. had obviously gone to the Black Barn and, yeah. and so the next day it's it's so nice mm. that they say oh we really love the show you can't not love that yeah, yeah I was going to say it's that that,
0: best. But that's part of that sort of the drug for people isn't it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that keeps you hooked on doing it oh, even great. if you space it out a bit more mm.
1: it yeah. was lovely last night um because the, the backstage was sort of under the stage. Yeah, yeah. But the green room and everything was up in a cabin up yeah, the hill. Yeah. So I sort of everybody left. Pretty great kind of place. Left.
0: Pretty great place to play. To, oh, you know the whole setup. Wonderful. You know, yeah. I
1: mean, it was magical. Yeah. But so when I left underneath, everyone had gone. So I was on my own. Yeah. And it was like. All these people came over. And it was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, cars were coming down the hill with their windows down. Yeah, and everybody was really positive and, and loved yeah. it. and that just makes you feel fantastic.
0: Well, I guess we. I mean, we as a New Zealand audience, we're only really getting the chance to see you once a year or so. Yeah, you know, really, you might mm. do two or three dates, in a, and when you come over and yeah, do these sorts of often. shows, but mm. exactly, it's only once a year. If that. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice, it must be nice to think Pe- people know who I am. People remember That's the great. stuff. People had a nice night. Mm. Um,
1: you feel I, like you've done yeah done good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: So no no plans to to knock it on the head anytime soon. Obviously you've got this
1: no, project you want
0: to do with the. I
1: want to do that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean I just we will always just. Be music lovers, whether we're writing it and or I was going to say, I
0: imagine you've you've um, you've talked about how you know performance is only one side of it. So you obviously can keep writing songs and, yeah. and rec- either recording them or sending them out into the world mm. for other people to. Because who I mean, who else have you either written for or recorded? Jimmy
1: Barnes. We wrote yeah. for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah and. You know, there's been the odd cover that I I remember, it was quite a thrill, but it was really funny. Alan was, I think, on tour with Robert, Mm or the U 40s, I forget. But he was in um, Singapore, I think, and he was in a record store, and he heard this song that he and I had written, Mm. Physical Favours, Mm. in Cantonese. We didn't know it was Cantonese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he recognised... He he says, they're my brass parts. (laughs) i played those what's that and it was i think a guy called alan tam it sounds a lot yeah. of records over yeah. there the royalties don't filter through very yeah quickly, yeah yeah such as they might be <laughs> i don't know three dollars here or something yeah but that was quite a thrill and i've had um there was another japanese girl that covered asian paradise Mm-mm. but i haven't heard her version mm-hmm. there's the odd thing that'll crop up yeah or that you see when you they still send um some of them still send paper statements. Right. And yeah, then you yeah. look down and you say, I don't I know, somebody, did, yeah. somebody in Sweden did that. Yeah. I never knew that.
0: And and I guess random sort of airplays plays and stuff too of, you know, tracks. But
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the like odd your versions, thing.
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
1: and now, I mean, in the old days, we didn't even know what it was, but ringtones.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, the first time we saw that, what's a ringtone? <laughs> I don't know, but it earned five cents, so we'll take it. <laughs>
0: it's
1: um, funny.
0: I was just thinking, your, this country project, you should um, re record the Smash Palace songs. I think yeah, we might like, do White uh, Lines. Right. But I was thinking, like as a bonus disc or a flip side to it, imagine recording. Oh, that would it. Oh, be cool! How cool would
1: that be? That would be great because we have, we I, have the title. I was going we've, we've got the you title could, of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got the pictures. Because <laughs> I understand,
0: I understand that record is quite rare
1: to find yeah. now.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, I've only it, got. I think
0: I've only got one copy. Yeah, yeah, it's probably wouldn't have mm. got released on CD or anything. That no, long. no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be something. Yeah, that's a thought. remaster it maybe yeah 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 yeah. but could release it that way as a you know as a little bonus because i i just sort of feel like what you're talking about would line up with with that, it would actually. And and, and obviously, idea. just the number of Might have of to credit
1: you for that. Hey, Simon. I'm not. I'm
0: not even fishing for that. I'm not even. <laughs> but <fishing>. I, would. <laughs> well, like, I, would. I would. Well, I would. then I would appreciate that. Yeah. You know, as much as you do with people um, come and have those conversations with you like outside. Yeah, but definitely. But I was not fishing for that at all. Um, so what what what's what do you got planned for the rest of this year?
1: Anything. It's almost the, like what have we got planned for the rest <laughs> of the week? Right. <laughs> oh, well, we go back to we go to Christchurch mm-hmm. on. Fourth of March. Oh yeah, for an outdoor festival. So there's uh, four of us girls. Shona's not doing it. Yeah, and um, Dragon and Mysex. Yeah. Outdoors, and I think it's the first in the Lincoln area, South West Church. Yeah. yeah. Outdoors, so we're doing an hour there on the fourth of March. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And we'll get together again. And yeah. Yeah. Our sound, sound check is our rehearsal.
0: You'll uh, yeah. you'll start hatching plans for the next time you can do something like this. Yeah, well yeah, Debbie's no really doubt. on the yeah. case. Yeah. And yeah. She's
1: really good at that. Yeah, she's yeah. like a real gem with that. She's, yeah, yeah. she's got it going on. So if there's anything to be had, she'll fix it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Every well, you know, it's been great talking to you. I know you've got to go soon, so I'm I think thinking, we're. I'm I've got time to
1: close the bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there
0: anything that we um, you want to bring up or plug, or is there anything that I should have asked you or didn't that you want to
1: put you know, out there I mean, into the world? I think you, you covered a lot.
0: Yeah, it was nice to yeah. really nice to meet you and nice to talk. Uh, as all I can say is, I've been a fan for a long time, and I, yeah. I say like. Even last night, not to, you know, we heard some great songs last night from, from a bunch of people. And I think there's something very powerful that, that um, Debbie and Margaret and Annie can do. But the, one of the things that they, they do with the show is they not only provide you and Shona with an opportunity, but they, they really nicely explain the influence and the impact of what you guys did as songwriters and then give you that space. I thought Shona's song sounded amazing oh. last night because I have seen her play it quite a few times, but not for a while. And obviously your songs too, you know, like they were just, and I felt like that was a real, the the set is kind of built to a nice emotional high mm. impact with you guys coming on later and, and being performers who are songwriters, whereas the other three have all written songs, but they in the context they work there They're mostly known as kind of performers and song stylists yeah. So they're kind of selling other people's songs and it's, putting on a good time and then you guys yeah. arrive as well, you know, it, it sort of felt like well, I'm probably making it sound more heavy-handed than it was, but it's kind of like Again seeing you all on stage, it was this really felt like this really important celebration of women and yeah. music and what women can do and it, and it, it's very palpable that Debbie, as the organiser, and I think you know the other two as friends of yours and fellow performers, clearly get so much from what you guys did as songwriters.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And, and Like for instance, last night um, when we looked at, at, at Soundcheck, we looked at the set list and I saw that Soviet Snow was on before yeah. Asian Paradise. Yeah. And I said, oh no. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. I have to be. A, I have to sing on Soviet Snow because I just love that song to pieces, so we had to change I it around.
0: S- I sat there <laughs> last night and went, God, I hope, I hope she plays Soviet Snow, because oh. I didn't think that was going to happen. Well, and then I, when she did I, the I first sort of listened, brace of songs, I was like, oh no, you no know, Ken, Kennedy was great, 1905 was amazing, she's not going to do that. But no, then, but that's that was why we, so we
1: moved it, because I said, Yeah. Well, you you got to move that because I've got to be on it yeah 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 so when I've done my stuff yeah gives me a chance I'm to coming back to yep.
0: yeah yeah that's cool and like it was cool watching Shona do the same thing like be on stage for, for for songs she hadn't written yeah
1: and, and, she comes out and yeah.
0: not only singing but you can just see like just by being on stage feeling connect, connected to the song and the performance mm. you know as a, yeah. a as a you guys are obviously all fans of each other, you know, fans yeah. of music, and that comes across. I
1: think it's, it's, it's it, there is a very strong
0: mm. musical bond. Oh, well, I hope to see you guys all do that again. I hope to see you come out to New Zealand and do your own shows yeah, too. Yeah, I'd love
1: to do that. A bit Record more, the yeah. Country
0: Project, bring it out, and then maybe one day we'll hear Smash Palace live. And then
1: um, attach that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank, Simon. Thanks so much. No, thank you. <laughs>